Welcome to Balanced Hormones, Balanced Life Podcast. This is Dana Palmer. I'm your host. Thanks for joining me as I discuss all things to do with health, hormones, and everything in between. I just wanted to thank those of you real quick that are sharing this podcast. I am getting lots of feedback and I really appreciate it. I see a lot of changes in different people and it um, really means a lot to me when you have, when you share it with someone else. So thank you very, very much. This episode, episode 61, we are going to be talking about digestion. And I have a lot of people that um, come to me believing that their digestion issues and their hormone issues are two different things. And I want to tell you that those are the same issue. So if you have digestion issues and you have hormonal imbalances, those are the exact same situation or issue that is going on. And we're going to get pretty deep on this so that you can understand what's um, happening inside of your body. But first, I want to give you a little bit of science about what's what's happening throughout the month. And because um, I, I have people that have told me they have IBS, they have ir- the irritable, irritable bowel syndrome, and their doctors are telling them that it's not related. They also are telling um, or that they're not really sure what the reason for the IBS is. So um, this is, I kind of have a theory on this, which you'll understand as I explain more. But they're finding that estrogen and progesterone do affect um, your stomach area because there's actually um, receptors in the stomach area for both estrogen and um, for both estrogen and progesterone in the stomach area. So that leads the doctors and the medical world to believe um, that, that there is that correlation between the hormone, the female hormones, as um, they work in the digestion process. Also, women are, um, oh, I forget the percentage, but I think they're twice as likely to um, deal with uh, irritable bowel syndrome as a male, which also leads them to believe that it has to do with your hormones. Um Yeah, it's twice as, I just saw my notes, it's twice as likely as men. Also, in your stomach area, um, there's, you have these receptors, but this also has to do with the hormones and how they, um, progesterone and estrogen affect your ability to handle pain, Um, and they've got some theories that Possibly when your estrogen levels are low, your body doesn't produce quite as much serotonin either, which then makes things more painful, which um, I, I, I agree with all of this. Um, we're going to just take it on a different twist, obviously, which is the way I like to do things. So when you are in the, on your period, that's considered the first five days of your period of your cycle. Normally, so we're going to just consider that days one through five about if you are, um, that's when you're menstruating, okay? So that means you're not pregnant. This is when your uterus lining is shedding. Um, During this stage, this is when your estrogen and your progesterone levels are at their lowest. So this would be an exact indicator as to why the lower levels of progesterone and estrogen. when they're low, you're experiencing a lot of pain. So you yourself, if you have a lot of pain during your period, um, this, this means that they're probably dropping lower than, um, they should, or they could, because I will tell you now, I hardly cramp. I hardly, I don't ever 
take anything the way I used to. Um, yeah, but I don't even have any pain during my period. So I know for a fact, especially for myself and for my clients, that when we get the estrogen and the progesterone balanced, then you no longer have the pain that you did when you were out of balance. Next, you have like the next six to 14 days. Then your estrogen levels start to rise. This is getting you closer to ovulation. This is all in um, hopes or in the process of thickening that uterine wall. So when on about day 14, about halfway through your cycle, your body produces, that's when you produce the most estrogen. That's when an egg is released. That's when you should feel the most attractive. That's when you should, um, you know, have the least pain, which I have plenty of people that come to me and it's the opposite. So this is, we're talking about people that are following the regular female cycle. So if you're opposite, then we're going to, we do need to talk or actually I'm going to do another episode on when your ovulation is really bad. So then after that 14th day, your progesterone starts to rise in case the, in case you're pregnant, right? Like it, it does this, this process, which also, if you don't get pregnant by that, you know, by the end of your, this cycle, then your estrogen levels and your progesterone, progesterone levels drop really fast. That's when you get the PMS and things like that. And so when it drops really fast, if you're cramping before your period, if you're having lots of discomfort and pain before your period, then we know that you, um, that those hormones are a direct relation to the pain. So it, a lot of times people will see like that week before their period, they're really bloated, they're um, con either constipated or they have diarrhea, they have lots of stomach ache where it feels like it's stomach stuff. I used to get like I was having the flu and I couldn't eat anything that my stomach hurt so bad, lots of constipation, then would switch over to diarrhea. Um, so the reason I wanted to go through those phases real fast was so that you could kind of, if you need to go back, kind of see if your body follows that process of, oh, I have a lot of pain during this part of the month, or I have a lot of pain or cramping or constipation or whatever the digestion issue is um, during the different parts of the month and start to correlate the digestion along with the hormones and so that you could do that for yourself. And um, the thing that is kind of funky is that obviously if you're out of balance, then your hormones are kind of going all over the place anyways. But the more you can start to watch for these um, correlations, the more your brain is able to catch on and make changes that are necessary. So wherever you are on your cycle right now, if you take some of this stuff I'm going to talk about and you do it, and you start to balance during the phase of the of your period of the during the phase of your cycle that you're in currently it's a chain reaction and the next phase will be um, affected so if you are able to increase your estrogen levels right now even more so let's say you're in you're in ovulation let's say and you're able to increase your estrogen levels well, that's going to carry over to the next phase, right? As you go go through the cycle, it's going to keep, the more balanced you get in one of the phases, it's just keeps carrying over. So you got to just start where you're at. And 
here's where I want you to start. So in those of you that have heard me, they know, you know, I talk a lot about the, um, the chakras of the body. So we're going to really address the stuff that is being held in those lower areas of the body in the stomach. Um, mostly we're going to talk about your solar plexus and your sacral. So what, um, the first one I want to address is guilt. So guilt is one of the things that just um, likes to cause a lot of damage in this area, which I'll talk about in a second. But it's not only having an effect in your stomach, like the digestion, also because your ovaries are down um, in that part of your body where estrogen is produced. So if you have um, tons of guilt that you deal with, then it's going to be causing all kinds of havoc in both uh, um, that whole area of your body. So as soon as you address the, some of the guilt that you deal with, then you're going to be able to start to increase the time, um, the amount of energy that's going into that body. So for me, it was, I had crazy low estrogen. I mean, if you've heard my story, my bones and my jaw had uh, decayed to about a 60-year-old and I was 35 Um I was bedridden. I was my skin was so old, and I just could hardly do anything. There were so many days where I couldn't walk, um, and a lot of what what I had to process and go through myself was on purpose. Looking at what did I feel guilty for in my life, like really, literally, what did I feel guilty for? And um, the thing that is interesting is we we kind of push that stuff away or we don't want to call it out. But what happens when we hold on to guilt is it inhibits us from reaching out to other people, making those connections. It diminishes our emotions. Like we turn a lot of emotions off. And I remember kind of being proud of the fact that nothing made me cry anymore. I used to cry a ton when I was a little kid and I was known as the crybaby in the family. But it to I totally shut all that stuff off and pretty much was kind of like a stone. Nothing could hurt me. Nothing could, um, you know, was going to affect me. I wasn't going to let it. This also, the guilt really inhibits you to create sexual connections. So if you um, are having that issue in your relationship, in your marriage, and um, that you're just not connecting on that sexual level, then there's probably lots of guilt that you're dealing with. And when I say guilt, a lot of times we think of like, it has to be this huge giant thing um, that we did, that we feel guilty about. And that's wrong because most of the time it's not big, huge, giant things. Most of the time it's things we feel guilty for, things we've just said, some of our small actions, the way we responded to someone, guilty that we didn't finish a class, guilty that we spoke to our mom that way. I mean, all of these little things, I have um, people that are guilt, feel guilty for the way they spoke to someone in high school or that they didn't stand up for themselves and it's caused these underlying beliefs about themselves, These this guilt has. And so when they list, when they we start talking about guilt, uh, most people, I don't really feel guilty for that much. They don't really have an idea of what they feel guilty about. But as soon as we go into more depth, and if you started asking questions about 
um, you know, what is the biggest thing I feel guilty for in my life? And then sitting down with it and really going internal and really, you know, whether it's journaling, meditating, processing, even just recognizing, I can guarantee you that's going to release so much stuff. But really recognizing where what that guilt is. Do you currently have tons of mom guilt? Do you have guilt that you um, aren't teaching your kids how to eat right? Are you feeling guilty for not teaching your kids? You know, whatever it is. Or you're, not, you're on your screen too much. Like there's tons of things that we could feel guilty for. So if you want to boost, especially your estrogen level, if you are dealing with digestion issues, this one is the key. I would take the time to ask yourself, what do I feel the most guilty about on a daily basis? Really address it. Why do I feel guilty? What do I need to do to fix it? Who do I need to say sorry to, if anyone? Um, how can I change my behaviors? All of, all of that around guilt. The other emotion that's in this part of the body is shame. And what shame, the difference between sh shame and guilt is normally guilt has to do with other people and normally shame has to do with just ourselves like we're shaming ourselves and this totally um, attacks your self-esteem your personal power your ability to like be spontaneous it also really puts a wet damper on your ability to have joy what shame does and um, is it really like brings collapses your energy basically your that's that energy of yourself that should be radiating out to others and it turns it inward against yourself so it's it, you become very self-attacking so this is when we say lots of negative things about ourselves about how stupid we are how fat we are how ugly we are how what you know how unlovable we are or normally our list can go on and on and on um how we're not good enough for such and such or we'll never be able to do such and such and this is, these are all shaming, shaming words. And um, after you've really looked at your guilt, I would next, next step would be to look at how you shame yourself. How do you talk to yourself? Um, and really, un how do you undermine your self-esteem? What's going on in your head and why do you do it? What are you protecting yourself from? Again, these are deep questions. I, I it sounds more simple probably if you're listening to this driving or walking but I want you to go back and really do those questions because as soon as you do that what happens is the energy in your that part of your body can then begin to flow without all of this garbage and junk then you have lots of movement you have lots of more healing energy your hormones change um, estrogen levels start to increase, progesterone levels increase if needed, cortisol levels come down. All in the meantime, this li these little activities, as you do them, your stomach's going to stop hurting as much. You're going to stop being as constipated. You're going to stop having as much diarrhea. Um, your period is not going to be as bad. Even last week, I, I, I got a little constipated. Actually, it wasn't constipated. It was more just like bloated and I couldn't figure out what was going on for that day until I had a little bit time of time later to check in with my body. But as I stood there with my hands on my stomach and I was like, okay, what's literally going on? Why are you swelling up right now? And I had totally like been um, 
my kids were making some jokes about pictures, old pictures of us. And I saw what I used to look like, how unhealthy my skin was. And I just like started kind of being pretty mean to myself. And how did you ever let yourself get like that? What, you know, why didn't you catch it earlier? And I, within that afternoon, my stomach, I swear it was like three inches bigger. And, um, so once I was able to catch myself, I knew, okay, it was that crap I was talking to myself that I, I got to go in and apologize and fix, have time to meditate and, um, normally a nice walk where I can talk to myself, you know, really get back into and ask for forgiveness for, I've got to apologize. It's just like with someone else. So that's probably the process that a lot of you are going to need to take and go deep on these. Now, remember, let it be a process one thing at a time. Um, and this is all in, in a big, huge cycle that's going to affect all the things that are going on in your body. So let me know if you have any questions. Um, shoot me a message. I would love to help you. Um, we, I see this changing so many, my clients, uh, digestion, all kinds of stuff just totally reverses as soon as they start doing activities like this. So take the time, really do it on yourself and be super, super honest and let me know how I can help you. Be sure and join my um, private Facebook group at Dana Palmer Coaching um, on Facebook. We do some private stuff on there. Otherwise, um, I will talk to you next week. Have a great day. Bye.